Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer, what am I reading this week? This week I've got Zell, Sword Dancer number one from Thoughts and Images. This is a comic that I'm pretty sure you've never heard of. It is really a fascinating footnote in the history of comics. The Indicia states, Zell, Sword Dancer number one, July 1986. Published alternate months by Thoughts and Images, which is solely owned and copyright 1986 by Stephen A. Galachi. Stephen A. Galachi, yes, that's a name that's familiar to you if perhaps you know about independent comic books in the 80s, specifically black and white, independently published furry comics in the 1980s. Stephen A. Galachi is the name behind Albedo Anthropomorphics, specifically Irma Felna of the EDF. Albedo was a classic anthology series that ran on and off from about 1983 all the way until 2004. And Irma Felna of the Extraplanetary Defense Force was the standout character there, uh, besides Usagi Yojimbo. Galachi's Thoughts and Images company published Albedo plus a very small handful of other comics. Zell Sword Dancer is the second one. Zell is pretty much story by Galachi, and Steve Adams did layouts, pencils, and some inks. Galachi did the finishing work, apparently. This was supposed to be a series that ran some amount of time. In the opening intro, Galachi states, This series, in length of pages or issues, I cannot say, other than it is neither locked into specific length, like ElfQuest or even Cerebus or run an interminable limbo like so many mainstream comics. The characters will live and die, and new generations will take their place. Or the market will go bust and I'll have to draw diesel engines again. Spoiler alert for a 33-year-old comic, there was only one issue ever published of Zell Sword Dancer in 1986. Par for the course for many independent comics, it was also published late. It was supposed to be published in June... It didn't make it to the stands until July 1986. I recently picked up a copy. I'm going back and kind of picking up some interesting 80s books, specifically independent black and white comics of the decade. I'm sort of having nostalgia for a few comics, a few ages of comics, the 90s gimmick cover glut, and the 80s black and white glut. Anyway, on to the book. The cover features the main character, Zell, Sword Dancer. Seems to be done in prisma colors. It's a close-up of the character. She has dark skin tones, raven black hair, and green eyes. She pensively holds a staff in some sort of vast wheat field sort of background. An extreme close-up on her. You get a sort of a sense of a hunter-gatherer society just by this cover. She wears a simple green cloak and has a roughly hewn earring. But on the first page, we have a satellite orbiting a moon and the text, a massive manufacturing complex in orbit around the major satellite of the planet De Atusha has provided high technology products and more important, refined alloys for that metals poor world for more than a generation. Suddenly, all activity in and around comes to a halt. Suffice it to say, there is some manner of 
technology. It takes place in some time period with artificial satellites, advanced computer, artificial intelligence. But then everything dies. With remote sensors, the computer determines that all civilized activity in Deotusha has also come to a halt. Time passes, and the lack of interstellar communication suggests the wave of death has swept the known galaxy. The story then continues on the planet in that hunter-gatherer civilization, with marauders in the desert and nomadic tribes visiting low-tech towns. There seem to be hints of magic as a spellcaster taps into the energy around her to incinerate some of the marauders attacking her caravan. After the massacre from the marauders, the lone warrior kills herself in front of them, cursing them, basically. You would think that that was Zell, but it's not. It's perhaps some sort of a member of a related tribe. The narrative shifts to one of the populated towns, and then we meet Zell, a young energetic lass that wants to become a dancer, a sword dancer, I suppose a warrior? Tasak is a boy in town that fancies her, and after Zell is captured by another group, he goes off to find her. The book ends in a to be continued, and a splash page for issue two, featuring the Empress. But alas, there was never an issue two. It seems like Galachi focused more of his attention on his main title, Albedo, and this was never completed. There are really interesting concepts in the book. What's the meaning of that high technology that still orbits this planet? What's the meaning of the magic that exists in this world? Why is Zell important enough to be captured? Where did this society come from and where is it going? Just so many unanswered questions. They won't be answered. This is a 33-year-old comic that had ample time to be continued in its past decades of dormancy. But I kind of like the, the conceptual artistry of that. A never-finished comic book from the 80s, forgotten by everyone, except for aficionados of the niche. The art is reminiscent of Galachi's other work, Albedo, except everything is human. Galachi is more well-known for furry characters or funny animals, and there are some semblances of that style in the faces in this book, but everyone's basically human. Everything's realistic. It's like barbarian age sort of thing, except for like these lizard things that they ride. Everything could be very realistic, could have happened here on Earth. I believe his line work on Albedo was stronger. I think the line work is a little too thin most of the time. I don't get a lot of sense of volume in the characters. Everything's mostly outlines. There's some toning here and there, some simple shading, very simple highlighting. But it's not the sort of cluttered black and white that was so common or so easy to fall into. Things are very sparse when we see landscapes. There's some great panels that are very wide as Tasak is trying to track down Zell's captors. We get these great perspectives of the, of the fields. There's a great backlit shot when a character is disintegrated and another good full page one where her remains are smoldering. I found the language a little stilted here and there. 
um, slightly grammatically off here and there, which I noticed back in Albedo, actually, in some of the Irma Felna stories. Not too distracting, but I like to nitpick. Besides that unfinished Zell story, we get a two-page Donna Barr backup story featuring Stins. Donna Barr created a variety of centaur characters. I'm not sure if this is their first appearance, but they were seen a little bit more often over on the Dreamery from Eclipse. At first glance, I sort of didn't want to read this two-page backup because it's um, each page has four panels, so eight panels in total, but each panel is bursting with hand-lettered dialogue and narration. And actually, upon closer look, really beautifully handmade lettering. Some of these words, like anything with a Y, look really striking as that as though the tail of the Y really trails off. Words like the, T-H-E, also have a lot of flourishes. There's a lot of serifs in the style. So I was sort of like a little overwhelmed. I didn't quite want to read it. I started to read the few first few lines and then I thought, okay, it's fun, it's interesting. I like everyone's brogue. They all have fun accents. I think it's interesting and it can be hit or miss when you have accents translated to the page because then you have that extra barrier of having to think about how those uh, words are pronounced differently than you would think about them. It's a very gentle story of stints and how he can't keep his clothes on, his parents always doting over him, and his mother at her wit's end about how to deal with him with his clothing aversion. There's one more editorial from Galachi at the end, his apology page, saying that he's sorry for the uh, issue being late, that he'll have letters published in this spot later on, that he's also working on Birthright for Critters. Shout out to Jeff Killian, who would later help him run the business. Reminisces about the early Ramshif and Hazaf fanzines. And a little mention of his work with Lex, Leela Dowling, and Steve Barnes on a space opera mercenary kind of thing called Fusion from Eclipse. Fusion would be another great series in the 80s that Galachi would be involved in. That one went on for maybe 14 issues. It's a little bit more complete in contrast to Zell, which again was never completed, even though there were plans for t-shirts and such as a character. I just find that so fascinating. A creator-owned comic made through blood, sweat, and tears, finally published but never finished, always existing in a sort of limbo. I like that. Overall, Zell Sword Dancer is an interesting book, another great add to my collection, and a nice historical point in comics culture. I enjoyed it, and if you ever find any issues on eBay, think about picking it up and seeing for yourself. This week I read Zell Sword Dancer number one from Thoughts and Images. And this has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'll see you next week.